As leaders, we need to be constantly looking for opportunities and places to gain wisdom. And so today we're going to talk about a book of the Bible you probably haven't read much from, but contains a tremendous amount of wisdom. Welcome to the Spiritfield Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Burak. Miguel is behind the camera. We're ready to go. Today, we're diving into a book that I'm sure you've read many times. I apologize in the intro that I assume that you didn't. But uh, just in case you haven't read it, we're going to read from a, a, a section in Sirach, which, yes, is in the Bible. One time I was giving a talk, and I mentioned that we were going to read from Sirach, and a, a guy in the front row leaned over to his buddy and was like, is that in the Bible? And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> It's right there. It's kind of in the middle area. Uh, and then I was like, way to go, Catholic. Anyway, the point is, Sirach is here. It's got wisdom. It's in the inspired word of God. And Sirach chapter 2 in particular has been a passage in a section of um, a chapter that has been very, very insightful for me. And it has kind of led me through some pretty tough times actually coming back to this passage. But I was rereading it again the other day. And I realized how the first six verses in particular are like incredibly full of wisdom for leaders. And the whole point of this podcast is to help you live as a spiritual leader. And these first six verses, I think, contain real insight as to challenges that leaders are going to face and scripture's wisdom as to how to navigate it. So let's read a little scripture. Sirach chapter two. My son or daughter, if you come forward to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for a trial. Or another translation is, my son, if you come forward to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for temptation. So right out of the bat, one of the things you need to be aware of as a spirit-filled leader, one of the things I need to be aware of as a spirit-filled leader is that there will be trials. There will be temptations. That when you step forward to serve the Lord, we need to be prepared that part of that journey, that an inevitable part of that journey will be trials and temptations that will threaten, that will try to distract, dissuade, and kind of push us off course. So what do we do? Set your heart right and be steadfast and do not be hasty in time of calamity. Cleave to him and do not depart that you may be honored at the end of your life. We're going to come back to that in a second. Here's the here's the part that I just thought was just like... Accept whatever is brought upon you, and in changes that humble you, be patient. For gold is tested in the fire, and acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. I said that funny. Furnace of humiliation. Trust in him and he will help you. Make your way straight and hope in him. Accept whatever is brought upon you, and in changes that humble you, be patient. Man, is that not a difficult but beautiful nugget of wisdom right there accept whatever is brought upon you and in changes that humble you be patient so much of my life as a leader and i would venture guess your life as a leader too has been moments of navigating change and change often brings with it kind of the, the feeling of like, what am I doing? What did I do wrong? How did, how did we get here? Why are we changing? And, and it's very humbling. 
and a lot of times the changes that that humble us, we either um, acknowledge, accept, and learn from, or we fight and rebel against and actually dig deeper into the hole. So one of the things that I, I've recognized in this is that like there are going to be changes that humble you, period. That's like an inevitable part of life. And the question is, in those changes that humble you, are we able to receive that, acknowledge that, recognize it for what it is, and to be patient in it, and to offer it to the Lord, and to be allow him to kind of like transform us through it, or do we rebel against it? Do we rush through it? Do we actually let, does our pride win and we, we just immediately try to fix it or immediately try to get out of it or we try to just ignore it or just not let it transform us, basically. Because here's the next line. For gold is tested in the fire and acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. Furnace of humiliation. Sign me up. Doesn't that sound great? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Furnace of humiliation. No, nobody's like, yeah, you know what I really enjoy? Furnaces of humiliation. Like that is a that's a part of my life that I just love, you know. And here's the thing. As I've, I've as I've meditated on this and thought about this. Um, furnaces of humiliation are another it's another another way to put that would be suffering times where things are either done to us or we've done to ourselves or we just find ourselves in these moments of, of pain, of sorrow, of suffering, of the loss of a job or the uh, a fractured relationship with a loved one or um, repeated sin that just keeps eating away at our ability to be joyful because we're, we're submitting to the, the temptation. Or There's all these different times where, again, either externally or internally, we find ourselves in what feels like a furnace of humiliation. And what Scripture is telling us here is, it's not so much that God is creating these little furnaces of humiliation so he can drop us in it so that because he's mean and he's like, ha gotcha. You know, he's not like he doesn't in many ways need to create the furnace of humiliation. We, we're very good at that on our own. We're a fallen state, you know, post the post original sin. The world is very good at creating furnaces of humiliation for us. We're very good at creating them for ourselves and the, the rest of the world, the sinful world is very capable of creating moments of tremendous suffering for us. And so the question is, is when we find ourselves in furnaces of humiliation, do we cleave to him and not do not depart as scripture tells us? Are we patient in it? And do we remember who we really are or do we reject it? Do we fight it? Do, does our pride win out and we actually try to manipulate the situation for the outcome we desire? Because what scripture is telling us right now is gold is tested in the fire and acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. So when we find ourselves in furnaces of humiliation, what is that saying about our identity? Well, if we are patient and we're humble and we give it to Jesus, what it says about our identity is we're gold. We're gold in need of refinement. You put garbage in a fire to destroy it. You put gold in a fire to make it more goldy. No, make it more pure. To make it more what it actually is. To, to let the essence of what it is emerge. And so when we find ourselves in furnaces of humiliation, we need to like look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm gold. Like, thank you, Lord. 
that you're allowing, you're permitting, but you're also utilizing something, a furnace in my life to help me be more who you've made me to be, to help me emerge out of this furnace, the the man or the woman that you've called me to be. Because the next line is so important. Trust in him and he will help you. Make your way straight and hope in him. Yeah, just just to read this through, so to just sit in Sirach chapter 2, 1 through 6, and to just say, like, as a leader, what does it mean for me to uh, be prepared for trials and temptations? What does it mean for me to set my heart right and be steadfast? What does it mean to not be hasty in time of calamity? What does it look like for me to cleave to him and do not depart? That I might be honored at the end of my life. What does it mean for me to be gold? What does it mean to, to live in a furnace of humiliation or find these moments of fur, uh, furnaces of humiliation and, and unite them to the Lord? What does it mean to accept what's been brought upon me and in changes that humble me be patient? What does it mean for me to trust in him? What does it look like for him to help me? These are all questions that I don't want to answer in this episode. I want you to go think about. I want you to actually open up the Bible that's on your bedside that you haven't opened in a long time that you got for your first communion that's pretty stiff. I want you to look up Sirach chapter 2 and I want you to read this. I want you to pray about this. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about both the times that you've you've cleaved to him and did not depart, that you were accept what was brought upon you and you were you were patient in times of, of change and in those moments of suffering, you, you united that suffering to God. And what did that look like? I want you to think about those times. And I want to think about you to think about the opposite times when you did not cleave to him, when you weren't patient, when you escaped the furnace of humiliation as quickly as possible through your own strength, where you didn't unite your suffering. And what was the difference? And look at both the moments and the kind of the seasons of life and then look at the outcomes of those moments and seasons of life. What were you like as you emerged out of trial, temptation, changes that humble you, furnaces of humiliation, when you were united to the Lord? What, what did your life look like then? And in those moments when you didn't do that, but still navigated a difficult time, what did you look like on the other side of that? And look at the difference and acknowledge the difference. And maybe even in your notebook, List out the differences because what we see in the lives of the saints, what we see in the great heroes of scripture are these men and women who acknowledge and are aware and believe that they've been called. They step forward to serve the Lord and they persevere through the furnaces of humiliation. They persevere through the the changes that humble them. They cleave to the Lord and they emerge out of it gold. They merge out of it glorious, shiny, bright, pure, and, and beautiful and of tremendous value. This is, this is timeless wisdom as leaders. And so this episode is basically just a big plea for you to read this section of scripture, Sirach chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. Think about it, meditate on it, analyze it, acknowledge your own life, repent where you need to repent, and start to integrate this into your life moving forward as a leader. All right. This has been the episode, Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Barak. Miguel's behind the camera. Uh, yeah, short, short one, but a good one, I hope. And uh, sometimes these episodes, I, I like just being able to just kind of like throw something at you and let it sit and 
and see what fruit comes from it. And we'd love to know what the fruit is that comes from it. So leave us a review, send us a comment, email me. You can email me at pburak. Miguel's going to put this on the screen. And if you're listening, just don't crash, but you can write this down. But I would love to hear from you. pburak, so P-B-U-R-A-K at renewalministries.net. Renewalministries.net. pburak at renewalministries.net. Tell us how it's going. Give us some questions. Give us some topics. Give us some comments. Give us some insights. And let me know what it's like or what happens when you actually meditate and pray through Sirach chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Please do it and see what happens. God bless. Come take my hand.